Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lacs Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. This week's episode is an interview with Nick Merrill, who is the current Olympus Titans head coach. We talk about his time at West, his playing days at the U, and much more. Also this week, it's a big week because the UHSAA RPI will be released on Friday. That'll be the what determines who plays where in the playoffs, so it should be a big day to get a first glimpse of what the computer is seeing so we can see some potential matchups. Anyway, hope you enjoy this interview with Coach Merrill. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Super uh, excited to have you on the podcast. I, I think you and I met, oh, geez, probably back in, in 2007, 2008. You were playing at Utah. You know, your brother was on that team. That was that was kind of a ragtag group of guys that, that we'll get into. But, you know, I was <laughs> I was up at the U covering the team for the Daily Utah Chronicle. And, and so I, I got to know you and, and your brother, Corey. I met your other brother, Steve, and obviously your parents who were at all the games and, and uh, good time. So thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. It's following up an interview with Walker Bateman, though, is no small task. So. I, I got lots of messages from from that that podcast and, and appreciated <laughs> them all. You know, one one person said that Walker is the Kevin Bacon of, of Utah lacrosse. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's crazy. Such, such a good guy. I'm glad that he and I got the chance to, to catch up. Tell, tell me, though, when did you first start playing lacrosse? So I started playing lacrosse. I followed my brothers. My freshman year in high school, I was actually set to play soccer. I'd played soccer all my life and a little bit of baseball. And, and Corey and Steve converted to playing lacrosse. And I always kind of looked up to my older brothers, and they kind of got me into – you know, gave me my first lacrosse stick when I was a ninth grader at West High School and never looked back. My, you know, my first year playing with under Judd Bateman over there at West was, was, you know, some of my favorite seasons. I, I, I think I looked forward to lacrosse season more than any other sport. And, and that's what kept you going all these years, right? Talk about your time at, at West. Ex- explain to people sort of the, the dynamic of West. It, it's super unique. Yeah, you know, West has changed a lot. Uh, you know, when we when I started playing at West, we were we had a really tight knit group of friends, and and West had a really good run of about eight years. You know, with the Matt Mar days, the Johnson twins, and and my older brother Steve and and Mitch Diaz. You know, there was a lot of good players that went through the school, and and we had a good flow of football players that played lacrosse in the spring and had some re- pretty good you know, success there. But, you know, as time went on, that school does have a lot of hurdles to have a successful lacrosse program. And, uh, and I give a lot of credit to, you know, Sean Zuckerman, who's coaching over there right now, but, but it's tough. It's a challenging dynamic over there. You know, you have kids who have, you know, part-time jobs after school and, and it's hard to, for them to, to make practice and they support, help support the household income and, take care of their siblings while their parents are working. And, and so it's, it's definitely a different dynamic over at West high school than, than I think a lot of the other schools in the state. Let, let me ask you this. I, I know for me going to Highland, the crown burger down the street on Highland drive was our, our spot for lunch. Were you going across the street, you know, to the crown burger there on the corner? 
Dude, Tim, I lived at Crown Burger, man. When you say that, that just brings a smile to my face because, yeah, it was it was either Rancheritos or it was Crown Burger. Sure, so, sure. And we had a subway at the time, but that got torn down. But <laughs> it was one of those three spots where, where I lived in high school. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent choice, my friend. Talk about playing for Judd. For, for those who don't know, you know, Walker kind of talked about it in his podcast, but, but Judd is the older brother of Walker Bateman and, and coached at West for... for years i don't think he coached anywhere else right not that i'm aware of yeah no judd judd was at west for i don't even know how many years he was there but but judd was really the reason why i loved playing lacrosse and he's definitely the ultimate players coach and and there's a lot of influence i take from judd and how i coach myself so playing for judd was was you know i have some of the best memories at west and you know we didn't have the deepest team in the world so it was like you know unless my legs were falling off i was staying on the field and judge just kind of let us do our thing and so i i i loved playing high school across for judd and and he's always had a huge influence on my life so then then you ended up you know graduating from west and, and going on to playing at the u what, what was it like playing at the u your freshman year was 2008 is that right yeah. Yeah. I graduated in 07. So that first fall season, technically, yeah, it was like part of 07, but yeah, my first real spring season was 08. That was my freshman year. Just a completely different world, man. I, the, the pace of play in the college level from high school in Utah at the time was just so different. And I, I'll never forget our first tournament we had was down in Florida. And uh, that's when Rich, <laughs> Rich was coaching the team. And, and uh, we went down to Florida and played Georgia, Florida State and Missouri. And man, it, it was so much fun because in high school, you know, your stick skills are one thing, but, but in college, the game is so much cleaner and it's so much more physical. And so it was just a bapti- baptism by fire, man, playing at the U that first year and and getting adjusted. And it was, it was a blast though, because I played with a lot of kids that were from local schools that I had played against for years. And so that was a lot of fun to actually throw on the same uniform and get after it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the pictures from that trip. It was just rained buckets the whole time. <laughs> Tim, you have the best memory. It was raining. It was raining so hard. Florida weather is it right there in uh, Tallahassee. And, you know, Adam Grow at the time was in charge of our uniforms and he got these New Balance uniforms. I'll never forget them. They were so thick and they just soaked up every ounce of water <laughs> and they were so heavy in the rain. And, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you have a great memory. It was pouring rain and, and we lost that game. So yeah, that was my first college experience. It was a horrible game. Another, another piece of, of, Utah lacrosse history that year, you guys went to Colorado and, and beat the University of Colorado and then beat Colorado State, which is, I believe, the first time that ever happened. It was. Yeah, that was one of the probably the highlight of my college career was beating CU and CSU in that same road trip. And just the feeling coming home from that, man, that was pretty awesome. Everybody was so pumped and and that really felt like kind of a turning point for us as a team at the time. You know, that's where things started to click and we really felt like we could actually make a move on in the MCLA. Sure. And then, you know, after that summer, Coach, you know, Rich leaves, whatever. Coach Morris is hired. What was it like playing for Coach Morris? Yeah, Coach Morris is another coach that definitely had a huge impact for me. You know, I felt like Rich Levy was a really good 
players coach and he brought a lot to the table for us as a coach but when coach Morris came around he had this stoic persona about him that was just you know he he commanded the room right away and we knew that we had a really really good leader and that's not to take anything away from Rich Levy but but he really was he had a presence about him that that gave us a a, a sense of confidence within our program and it definitely gave us a lot of direction under his leadership so i actually loved coach morris and i learned a lot from coach morris so i owe him a lot because he's had a huge influence on how i coach today what real quick, what, what's your favorite memory looking back at your time at Utah, whether it was on the field, maybe one of these games or, or you know, off the field, something that, that sticks out to you? Any of the trips, I, I probably shouldn't even tell you some of those memories down in Vegas, but, but uh, you know, beating CU and CSU was, was definitely a highlight for us. And, you know, thinking back, there are really so many good memories but my junior year I blew out my knee in the Westminster game and uh, and that was like such a low point for me because I really felt like you know I was playing at the the highest level of my game that I was playing at to that point and you know I remember it was right before that team went to Colorado and for their that CU CSU swing and they won that game that, that first night they won, they beat CU and the whole team called me and I was like, I was laid up. I just had surgery and, and they, the whole team called me and, you know, we're all like chanting my name and stuff. And that's something I'll never forget. That was like that. Cause our team was so tight and, and we really cared about each other. And, and so that, that team in that moment was always something I'll never forget. After that, you graduated. Uh, did you go right to coaching at West or was there a little bit of a gap? You know, I, I went, my brother, Corey, at the time was the head coach at West. And so I jumped right into helping him coach there. And and he he was the coach for two, I believe it was two seasons. And then I took over as the head coach. So, so pretty much right in from my graduated and <laughs> I jumped right into coaching and I was really jazzed about coaching at my alma mater and seeing if we couldn't make push that needle a little bit over there at West High School. So yeah, I jumped right into it. And then, you know, you spent three years there. Like you said earlier, West has certain, certain challenges that, that you know, you, that you face. Eventually you make the move to Olympus in 2017 mm-hmm. as a, as an assistant. And now you, as of, I believe last summer, you became the head coach. That's correct. Yeah. I got the call from Duke in 2016 to, to see if he wanted to, if I was still interested in coaching, I had left West two years prior and I couldn't really, I had to get out of coaching because of work and other reasons, but, but I always wanted to get back into, into coaching. It was something that, you know, being around this game and being around team sports has always been in my DNA. And, and so I couldn't, you know, when Duke gave me the call and said, Hey, are you interested in getting back into this and, and coaching the offense? I was like, absolutely. It was like barely no hesitation. I just had to meet with Duke and kind of iron out, you know, the time commitment and details with work and, and then the rest is history. I've been there ever since. So I've loved it. And, and when you say Duke, for those who aren't familiar, it's Matt Duke Rosati, who was, yeah. who was the head coach there. He actually had to step down because of work in, in life. He's still a, an assistant on your staff. He's, he's called a couple of Utah games with me and, and played at Judge and the University of Arizona and coached at the U at, as well. Talk to me about Olympus as a whole. You know, what, are, what are some of the strengths that, that the program has in general? 
the people. <laughs> I would start there. You know, our staff is absolutely incredible over at Olympus. You know, Colin Madsen and Kelby Aki and, and Julian Hedden and, and then, you know, Matt Ducrezati staying on staff and with myself. You know, we have a great, great staff. And I'm so grateful that they're, you know, still on board because that's given us a ton of continuity over the last couple of years. You know, I'd start there, but we also have great kids. You know, all of my kids are so bought in. And they really care about being great. And, you know, we ran a pretty tough off season for them as far as, you know, we, we added a lot more workouts and, and things like that. And, and, and this team has never been more bought in, in my opinion, than, than this year, since we've been at Olympus. And that's just a credit to our players, you know, it was all optional. And, and we had, you know, 45 of our 60 kids just, coming every day. And, and, and a lot of those kids that weren't coming, were playing other sports. And so starts there, you know, we have great administrators and we get a ton of support from the school. Kale Ashton is our athletic director and he's been absolutely instrumental in, in how we've been able to get access to the school and the weight room and, and the fields and super supportive in our second year of sanctioning. So yeah, I, I, I pretty much just say it's collectively our people. You know, the, the people of Holiday have been awesome and our players, administrators, coaches, everybody top down has been, is the reason why, you know, we've had success. And, and I think, you know, you and I had a conversation after the Bountiful game. We talked about another key person and that's, that's Aaron Whitehead, the, the football coach yeah. who used to yeah. coach, at, coach at East. And so he's coached lacrosse and football at East. And so he's familiar yeah. with the game. And, and I think that helps a lot. You know, we have a lot of schools in the state where the football coach and doesn't see eye to eye with any of the other coaches. And, and yeah. so it, it does help in that regard as well. You, you talked about your staff, Kelby Oki played at Olympus and, and the U. Colin Matson, obviously, who is the boys coordinator for I am lax uh, also played at Westminster and, and Olympus. And then Julian, if you haven't met Julian, you're missing out on life. <laughs> in my opinion, I I've gotten to know him up at the U cause he's a manager up there because his brother yeah. steals on the team, but yeah. just a, a phenomenal person and, and a dedicated goalie coach, which a lot of, a lot of schools don't have. And, and so that's definitely an advantage. As, as you talked about your, your off season or, or your fall, what, I, I guess, you know, you said it was, it was harder or you gave them more to do. What are some of the things that you're trying to do in the fall as a team? You know, some teams are looking at, we only do skill work or some teams are like, we only do conditioning. What, what was sort of your balance? How did you, how did you run that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, we've had Olympus for some reason, just like we breed kids that just, I don't know if they don't grow. We just always had a small team. I don't know what's in the water and holiday, but they just don't grow. Like, you know, some of these Brighton kids and some of these CC kids that have all this size, you know? And so the big focus for us, we have smart kids. And, and a lot of the times their stick sticks are pretty clean, but we wanted to focus on getting more athletic, more explosive, you know, a little bit stronger. And so we've put a big emphasis on that this, this fall and, and into the, into the winter. And so really for the fall, you know, the focus for us was, was spending more time working out, you know, working on our explosion and our, you know, just, you know, running technique, as stupid as that sounds, we, we were going right back to the basics and we had a strength coach, Parker Teagle. And I think, you know, Parker Teagle. So coach Park has been huge for us, but uh, so we spent a lot of time with that, but the fall for us is just getting the kids out, getting them playing, and then really just installing the, the bones of what we do on offense and defense so that we can hit the spring running. 
and we don't have to spend as much time on huge install periods. And, and that's really served us well, you know, and, and the other thing that's really helped is, you know, these kids that we've had have, you know, played in the system for years, you know, we've had the same, I talked about us having continuity and coaches. And with that, we've had the same systems, you know, we tweak things here and there to match personnel, but, but they, these kids have played in a system the, for years. And so it, we don't have to spend as much time on install, you know, we can spend a lot of time in developing these kids athletically, you know, and then all also the skill portion of this that fits our offense and our defense. And, and I, thanks for bringing up Parker. I, I love that. Parker was the former strength coach at the University of Utah. And he yep. and I were often roommates on road trips. And it was a sight to see because I am clearly, I was on those trips, I was clearly the least out of shape person, <laughs> person on the trip. And he was clearly the most in shape, even amongst the players. And it was always, it was always fun rooming with him. He'd always be like, you know, at six o'clock, hey, Tim, let's go to the gym. And I'd say, nope, not doing it. I'm going to go get uh, a, buff, a muffin or something. And, but, but we became good friends traveling after the Hofstra game in 2000. 19 we we took the train the long island express down to the city new york city and that was his first time and parker's from texas and it was interesting to see his reaction to to times square yeah. essentially so good guy excellent person I, i'm happy that he's he's working with the team i i look at your team you know and and it's pretty well-rounded you've got a couple guys with you know double digit goals hutton murphy obviously leading leading the team with 37 points in in five games hutton is the son of Clay Murphy, who played at BYU in the 80s, 90s. I'm, I'm hoping it was then. <laughs> I don't think it's older than that. But just a phenomenal lacrosse family. What, what, are, what, are, what is Hutton specifically? And, and I'll take the blame if your parents get mad talking about Hutton. But <laughs> what, what, what about Hutton makes him so special? Hutton is just one of, he's a sponge, you know, like that, that kid, you know, I, I kind of compare him to Tommy Poulton, who was an All-American for us two years ago. Hutton just has the, a lot of the same qualities. He just, he competes through everything. And it's not like he just shows up in a game and he just gets after it. But, but that kid, he just competes through every drill we do in practice and, and every sprint or every, you know, conditioning portion of practice that kid wants to be first. And, and, and when you coach him, he really listens, you know, cause he's, well, he's one of those kids that we don't have to tell him to do, we don't have to correct a mistake twice. You know, that's kid. You hear it once and the kid, he, he flips a switch and he makes the correction. And that's really what's led to him being so successful. And he has some really good attackmen around him, which, which never hurts, but he just, you know, that kid really is a coach's dream. You know, he just works so, so hard, competes at everything he does. And, and he's so humble, man. The kid's pretty quiet. He's never, never a kid that's in your face and, and, and a showboater by any means. But he just puts his head down and, and he just grinds. And, and that's really what makes Hutton so special. And, you know, he's been a starter for us since his freshman year. And he's now a junior. And, and yeah, he's averaging almost eight points a game. And then and there's a reason for that. The kid is so, so talented. And, yeah, no, I'm excited to see, you know, where he ends up and, you know, over the, ne- the second half of this season. So, but he's, he's destined for really, really great things. And, and you've got a bunch of core guys on the team, you know, like you said, that have been starting for a while, you know, the, on paper, every position is, is capable and, and contributing, which is the sign of a healthy team. As, at this point, you're 5-0 and in the season, you're on your spring break now. 
you've got to get, you know, your next game is Box Elder. Then you've got Tint View, who's, who's tough. Alta is always a challenge. And then you kind of get into region play. What are, what are your, kind of your expectations or hopes for this sort of second half of the season? Well, you know, the expectation for us is to, we want we expect to win every game. And uh, we know that our schedule is definitely going to ramp up and, you know, it's, that's good. We want that. We, we welcome the competition. And uh, so, so I'm excited for the second half, especially, you know, the first half of the season we had, we faced a couple of teams that were obviously in rebuilding phases. And then some teams that, that I think are actually pretty good and we handled it really well. And we've played really good lacrosse to this point and we haven't put together a complete four quarters by any means, but, but our, we're trending that way. And we, we've gotten a little bit better at different things every single game and, and thrown a little bit more at the guys every single game and they've handled it well and they're executing well. And, and honestly, you know, I, that's what I'm excited about is to see this team continue to take steps all the way to May and, and really compete with, with some of the top 10 teams in the state. As you as you talk about that, as you look forward to you know May when it comes because everyone will make the playoffs. You yeah. know the, the chips will fall where they may at that point. What what are you doing now, culture wise, to sort of you know keep the kids engaged? You know it's spring break, so hopefully they're getting time away. But but what will you do kind of moving forward because the season's longer than it has been, or you know that we're typically used to, and obviously coming off a, a no season. What, what are some things maybe culture wise or or stuff that you do to keep keep the kids engaged? Yeah, no, we stay in close contact. You know, family is like the the first thing that we talk about as a culture. You know, we have the acronym FAST, but family is right there, number one. And and that's staying connected to the guys. And, you know, right now we are on spring break. And so this is my least favorite time of the season because uh, every kid in the holiday loves to, to go to Hawaii for a week. So, so keeping, you know, just staying in contact with the guys, sending them random clips of film and, and letting, letting them interact and, and, and see what, you know, they see is wrong or what they need to correct and, and making sure they're, you know, our, we have great leaders that have led from within that are making sure the guys are still hitting the wall. And we talk about hitting the wall and, and getting workouts in while, when we have days off like this. And, you know, that's just kind of our culture is, is just to stay, stay, keep that tight knit family, stay connected, stay involved. And, you know, the more we invest in this thing and, and the coaches are investing in this thing, I really do think that just bleeds down and it's infectious for these players. So I think they feed off that really well. And, and I mentioned it earlier, but our kids are so bought in that I, I'm not worried about them not, you know, you know, just letting their sticks collect dust in the, you know, the last couple of days, you know, I know that these kids are still working and, and wherever they are, you know, they're still finding, you know, 15, 20 minutes to hit the wall. And, and so, yeah, I think we should, should come back to that, but that's, that is, you know, a big part of our culture is, is family staying connected and, and playing for each other and making sure we're all accountable. So. You mentioned that acronym fast. What, what does it stand for? Yeah. So it's F A H S T and, and it's, it stands for family accountability. The H is, is silent for a reason. It's humility and S is selflessness and T is trust. So that was actually coined by coach Colin Madsen, but but we've, we've loved that. We've lived by that for the last, you know, couple of years. And, and that's, that's like our, our core values right there is, is what we live by. I, when I look at your staff, you know, I, I look and see most of, you know, you're all young, right? 
Duke's Duke's the oldest at, at maybe what? 30? Duke's actually, I think I'm the oldest. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So I'm 31. I think Duke is a year behind me. I think Duke's 30 or 29. Okay. Do you, do you, in, in my opinion, that's young. I'm 35, you know, we're obviously close in age, but do you yeah. feel like your youth is a, an advantage or a disadvantage? I think it's an advantage. You know, we're not, you know, our whole coaching staff really isn't far removed from playing at a really high level. And, and most of our coaches play, you know, men's league still and stay really connected to the game through playing it. And I think that's only an advantage. You know, we don't have uh, a coaching staff that hasn't played themselves. Every one of our coaches has the perspective of playing as a player on the field, which honestly, I don't think you can substitute that for for anything you know there there are coaches that that didn't play that have a good knowledge of the game but if you don't have the perspective of actually having done it you just coach a little bit differently and I think that's a huge advantage for us and, and something that you know that's a feather in our cap and I'll you know I'll take that with us all day you know because we have a great great coaching staff with great playing experience and I think that's what's breeded really good coaches and, and they come from different spots. You and Kelby were up at the U. Colin was at Westminster. Duke was at Arizona. So, so different programs, different environments. And, and it's awesome to see that all, that all coming together. You, you talked about Coach Morris. You talked about Rich. You talked about Judd Bateman. Who are other people, you know, in, in, in or out of the lacrosse community who have, who have been an inspiration to you? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, my football coaches were always, you know, somebody that I, I took a lot from. Coach Randy Schreider was my football coach over at West High School. And I would say probably between Coach Schreider and Coach Judd Bateman and Coach Craig Morris, you know, I probably took the most of my coaching style as a mix of those three coaches. And from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, a huge influence from a previous coach was my offensive coordinator at the U, which was Rick Cloudis. You know, he was so analytical and he's such a numbers guy and, and, and he's very intelligent and, and he knew the game really, really well. So a lot of how we run our offense is influenced from coach Rick Cloudis. And, and so I would say any combination of those four would be probably where I'm, I'm the most influenced. And, and Coach Cladis, Rick, you know, played at Judge, was an All-American back in the early 2000s, went on to play at Gonzaga, came back, was the assistant coach of the U for a while, and then eventually became the head coach before Coach Holman came in. Excellent, excellent example of, uh, of someone who, who's smart in the game and, and, and a great coach and a great person. Anything else you want to talk about before, uh, before we wrap up? You know, I'm just super bullish on this team. You know, I'm super excited about the trajectory of this program. And, and it's been so much fun coaching these guys, especially this year. We've had a lot of kids. We have of our 60 kids, 30 of them are freshmen. And so we're just, we're super excited about the future and, and the way that we're trending. And yeah, just can't wait to get after it, man. Again, we just want to compete against these teams. And I've heard enough of these coaches chirping on me. So so I'm excited to get after him a little bit and, and see where the chips fall, like you said, because, you know, time will tell. It, it should be a fascinating and, you know, as we get into May, it should be fascinating because, you know, I feel we have Corner Canyon. Obviously, they're, they're the best and, and maybe leaps and bounds the best. But then after that, in my opinion, it's, it's anyone's game. There's, there's seven or eight teams and, and Olympus is certainly one of those who, who are going to compete to make it to the championship day. And who knows what will happen then. But Coach, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, best of luck to the Titans moving forward. Hey, thanks, Sam. 
happy to be on. Anytime you want to chat, man, I'm always available. Thanks again, coach. All right, thanks, Tim.